Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, Larry Stam will help equip us to share the good news. And Vonnie Pratt is back to share more insight into what it means to truly have a shepherd's heart. Each year, Southwest Radio Ministries creates a unique calendar from differing parts of the world, filled with scripture, comfort, and inspiration from God's Word. We are privileged to put these together for you and know that you are then armed with His truth for the year to come. This year's calendar theme is Unseen Israel. This 16-month calendar features beautiful photographs that reveal sites that are not often visited by tour groups or focus on views that are not often seen in pamphlets or pointed out by tour guides. These locations are important in understanding the history and culture of ancient Israel. Order your Unseen Israel calendar today. 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order at our website, swrc.com. We also partner with each of you who purchase a calendar to encourage prisoners in our Onesimus prison ministry. For every calendar you order, a calendar will be given to a prisoner free of charge. Order your calendar and encourage a prisoner. Calendars are ready to ship today. Order yours when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order on our website, swrc.com. Josh Davis is here, ready to welcome author Vonnie Pratt back to the program. The lessons she has learned as a modern-day shepherd Bring scripture references to shepherds and sheep into focus, bringing a modern-day clarity to what these passages truly mean to us in the 21st century. Jesus said in John 10, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. On yesterday's program, we talked with author Vonnie Pratt, who herself is a shepherd and has learned many wonderful and powerful lessons from her sheep that have taught her about the Good Shepherd, our Lord Christ Jesus. And so we're privileged to have Vonnie Pratt back on Watchmen on the Wall. Vonnie, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. It's a joy to be here. I'm looking forward to continuing our conversation. And these are just such practical lessons for each one of us to learn how to follow our shepherd, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in a greater way. Sometimes the shepherd has to restore the soul of a single sheep. And can you explain why do they have to do that? Why does that single sheep need attention? Uh-huh. Well, there is indeed hierarchy in the flock. <clears throat> and sometimes that causes discord. <clears throat> One of our sheep, whose name is Truth, uh, receives her share of rejection from time to time. <clears throat> We've watched her struggle at feeding times. The, the other sheep are stronger, and they tend to shove her aside. And uh, after a while, Truth just gets tired of the stress to fight, and she'll walk away. It's easier that way, even if she doesn't get enough food. So my husband Larry and I find it frustrating when we watch this struggle. I think we're just hoping that our sheep will learn to share, but I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so when we see this unfairness, we want to shout at them. You know, We want to say, hey, back off, let Truth eat. But that wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. So instead, as the shepherd, I take a small dish of extra grain and I, I hold it and let her 
eat from my hand. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's my delight as a shepherd to protect her from the others while providing her with nourishment. And Truth enjoys the moment as her shepherd provides for her. But I found in the same way, we as humans, we aren't much different from sheep. Right. You know, there's, there's those with power and those who shrink away from them. There's power struggles. What do I learn from this? I, I take joy in caring for this, this you. And then I read Psalm 23 about my shepherd when it says, He restores my soul. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, only my great shepherd can heal and restore my soul. It just gives me sweet comfort. It does. That's so true. And I'm so glad that we have a great shepherd who knows exactly what we need. He isn't yes. distant and uh, from what I gather from reading your book at Shepherding, you have to be there every single day. You have to be paying close attention to the sheep to make sure uh, that they are healthy and well and all those kinds of things. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Because of our ministry that my husband and I have within faith, we, we travel somewhat throughout the year. And, and we have a faithful farm sitter who comes over that our sheep know. And uh, we trust her with mm. our sheep. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's a but good. It, we, we won't hire just anyone. <laughs> right, right, and that's another good mm. spiritual picture as well. I was thinking about the church and how that Christ has involved us into the ministry of His local body, that we can sort of shepherd and and care for each other, watch out mm. for one okay. another in the body of Christ. Yeah. So, yeah. great, great spiritual lessons here. Mm. So. Uh, mm. You have a, a powerful story that really just uh, uh, resonated and uh, spoke to me that the shepherd keeps ugly sheep that aren't worth much. They don't seem to bring the farm much benefit. Can you tell us some of that story that you share in your book? And why does the shepherd keep the ugly sheep around? <laughs> well, in my experience, I've found that there's a special bond between a shepherd and a sheep. Hmm. Uh, we had a, one particular ewe whose name was Mercy. Hmm. She gave us beautiful lambs, but her fleece production was below average. I would take our fleeces to the fair every year to have them judged, and her fleece quality and quantity just never measured up. So the judge asked us, why do you keep this sheep on your farm? Hmm. To make a a long story short, uh, I tried giving a few weak answers. My first thought was, well, she gives us nice lamb, so that didn't seem to make the judge any happier. She asked me again, why do you keep this particular sheep on your farm? And I finally just quietly admitted, because I love her. Mm -hmm. and, and the judge nodded and said, yes. Her face softened. Yes, that's, that's why we keep them. And you know, the Lord taught me through that, that as God's sheep, I have many undesirable traits. And it's, but it's not my love for him that makes me desirable. It's, it's his love for me. And 1 John 4.10 says, herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son. Yes. It's all about him. It is. It is. That's such a powerful story. We're visiting with author Vonnie Pratt, and her book is From This Shepherd's Heart. Vonnie and her husband 
serve as missionaries, and their farm is located in the Pacific Northwest, and we're so glad to have her on Watchman on the Wall today. And this book, From the Shepherd's Heart, is available from our ministry by calling 1-800-652-1144. And you can connect with Vonnie and her ministry at countryloveandministries.com. They're missionaries with a group called In Faith, and you can go to infaith.org and find Larry and Vonnie Pratt there as well. And we're grateful for this wonderful resource, and we'll continue talking about that. And one of the things you point out in the book is that sheep become easily panicked. Uh, The shepherd's response can make or break the response of the sheep. Can you describe that for us? Hmm. Well, sheep do startle and panic very quickly. Um, In fact, they can die of a heart attack even though there's no actual danger to them, just simply by being uh, frightened. Wow. So in order for them to quiet down, the shepherd needs to show up. Mm. um, But before the sheep even see me, I will call to them, and if it's dark, I'll just call to them. I'll say, are you okay, ladies? And they hear my voice before they see me. Hmm. Once I arrive in their stall, they begin to quiet down, and the panic is over. And often, one, at least one, will respond to me, hmm, call out to me. And as a shepherd, I, I hear my sheep calling, and I'm on full alert. And that's because God has given me the heart of a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, when I think of my great shepherd, Jesus, I... I have to ask myself, do I truly believe that he hears my cries in the night? Do I remember that he is always on full alert for me? Mm-hmm. Do I recognize that all I need is his presence? Hebrews thirteen five, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I love that. Yes. So can you describe for us, you said that sheep need a shepherd. But you also say that sheep need each other. Can you describe why do sheep need each other? Well, the word flock means a group of certain animals that live, feed, and move together. And sheep have a flock mentality. Hmm. So they understand whatever they do, they do together. There have been a few times that one or two of our ewes will push through a gate and get into a different pasture than the others. And I've been out there, and I, I wanted to lead the entire flock to the designated pasture, but I had to take try to get the partial flock to follow me, and that's painful. Mm. They, they will not follow the shepherd if the rest of the flock is not with them. Uh, they'll cry to me. They'll, they're worried about their best friends, and, and until they're united again, they will not follow me. Wow. I found that interesting, especially during these days when people seem to feel pretty comfortable staying home live-streaming their church services. Yes, yes. (laughs) And that it's just easier that way. And, you know, no, it's not. That's not how God designed the church. Um, Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. But we we truly need each other. We certainly do. We certainly do. We need that flock mentality, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. We do. We need each other. And uh, Christian life isn't meant to be a, a solo journey. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. a lot of our American Christianity is geared to that end. It's all about the individual and their relationship with Jesus. 
And yes, it is an important relationship between us and the shepherd, but it's not a solo mm-hmm. thing. It's together. Right. All throughout the yeah. New Testament, it's, it's plural. Even leadership in the local church is plural all throughout the New Testament. And uh, mm-hmm. it's never just singular. And so, uh, of course, we have a singular salvation. I'm not saying that, but in our relationship with the Father as a church, it's a collection, it's a body. And so we, uh, we certainly need to learn that lesson from the sheep. And sometimes the shepherd's quiet voice can calm the sheep. How does the shepherd tenderly relate to the sheep in these situations? Well, you know, if a shepherd is panicked, so are the sheep. <laughs> mm. The sheep will follow my lead. And if the sheep are panicked, the shepherd needs to be calm in the midst of the crisis. One day I needed to close a gate to a pasture that was down below on our property. I had to close it before the sheep got in there because it was uh, springtime and the grass was growing and that grass is filled with sugar. And the sheep can only have just so much of it or they'll get sick. Hmm. I had to quickly get down there and get that gate closed. As I hurried down the hill, the sheep saw me. And they got up and started following me. And the faster I went down the hill, the faster they went. <laughs> and mm-hmm. We were all running toward the gate together when I realized I don't know how to stop a herd, a stampede behind me. <laughs> and um, the Lord just put in my mind, just suddenly stop and plant your feet. So I did. I, I stopped abruptly and put my arms straight out beside me, and I just, I said, shh. And there was silence behind me. Mm. I turned my head slowly to see they all lined up quietly behind me, waiting for the shepherd's next move. Mm. I was close enough to the gate. I could very slowly reach out and close that gate. And I turned to walk back up the hill. And I said, come on, girls, let's go. They followed me quietly up the hill. Wow. And I, I said to the Lord, what am I supposed to learn from this? You know, immediately the answer came. Having a creative mind, I tend to take off in many different directions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love to be busy. But the Lord said to me, are you quiet enough to hear my still, small voice? Mm. And I want to be like our sheep. <laughs> I want to be so in tune with my shepherd that I can hear his still, small voice. Yes, that's very true. That's so true. We're visiting with author Vonnie Pratt and discussing her wonderful book and lessons that she has learned as a shepherd. And the book is called From This Shepherd's Heart. You can order a copy by calling us at 1-800-652-1144 or visit us online at swrc.com. Vonnie and her husband Larry are missionaries and they have a farm in the Pacific Northwest and have several sheep on their farm, and she's learned so many valuable lessons as, as you're hearing from her, straight from the shepherd's heart, and we're grateful for that. Now, Vani, what happens when the shepherd calls the sheep out of their comfort zone? Mm. <laughs> you know, sheep have excellent peripheral vision because of the position of their eyes on their head, but their depth perception is poor. Mm. 
Uh, they can't see immediately in front of their noses. So things look a little skewed to them. And one particular night as I was bringing the sheep from the pasture up to the barn, following the same paths that we followed many times before, they came to the last gate to walk through, and they wouldn't go any further. They stopped. The gate's wide open. It's a wide gate. And they stopped. And they had this look in their eye like something's not right. And I looked all around, and I couldn't find anything that would have been frightening them. And um, (laughs) I called them. They wouldn't take one step further. And I, I finally figured out that close to the path was sitting a small cat kennel that was empty that morning I had placed there. And that, but that was different to them, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't walk past it. <laughs> so I, I moved the kennel out of the way, and then they were just fine. <laughs> wow. But, you know, in the same way, there are times my great shepherd leads me, and due to my poor depth perception, something doesn't look right to me. It doesn't feel right. And yet I know that's the way the shepherd's leading me. It's times like that that I need to understand if the shepherd's calling me that way, it's safe. He's already checked the path. I, I can trust him. Even if it feels out of my comfort zone, all is well. And then I read Isaiah 55, 9. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yes. That's so true. That's lessons that I've learned the hard way myself of learning to trust the shepherd when he's leading us outside of our comfort zone. I'm sure that many Mm -hmm. Christians can relate to that so very well. But we know that our shepherd has our best interest at heart. He's not going to deceive us. He's not going to lead us down a, a path that's going to hurt us or harm us, but he has our best interests at heart. Now, uh, sadly, sometimes we go through the valley of the shadow of death, and the shepherd stays close to the sheep during those difficult moments. How have you experienced walking through the valley of the shadow of death with your sheep, and what lessons has that taught you about the tenderness of our God during even those kinds of moments? Well, I have experienced the valley of the shadow of death several times with our sheep. It's a painful time to walk through when you're losing a beloved animal. I was with our ewe, Mercy, during the process of her passing. And as a child growing up with farm animals, I, I would stay away from an animal if I knew they were dying because it was just too painful for mm-hmm. me to watch. Mm-hmm. But as a shepherd, I realized a shepherd never deserts his sheep, ever. So I was right there with her to the last breath. Mm. In the midst of Mercy's last breaths, she heard her shepherd whisper words that she'd heard many times in her lifetime during stressful moments. As I stroked her face, I, I whispered, It's okay. It's okay. And she passed peacefully. Mm. Wow. And at the, at the end of my life, <laughs> I want to hear my great shepherd whisper, Shh, 
okay. It's okay. And I, I want to remember that my shepherd never deserts his sheep, ever. Yes. Uh, indeed, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Amen. Amen. Yes. <laughs> That's so good and uh, such a powerful reminder that Christ promised us in the Great Commission, even, I will be with you always. Yes. And he said yes. in Hebrews, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I see that coming even until he calls us home. I believe that he is there to meet each one of his saints and bring them to that place that he has prepared for them, as he promised in John chapter 14. Well, Vani, it's been a delight to have you on Watchman on the Wall. Thank you for joining me these last two days and explaining some of the firsthand experiences that you have had with your sheep. Thank you. It's, it's been an honor and a privilege. Thank you. Let me invite you to journey into the pasture as you read From This Shepherd's Heart by Vonnie Pratt. You'll gain a new understanding of what it means to be a shepherd, what it means to be a sheep, and what it means to belong to the gentle shepherd Jesus, the one who states, I will never leave you. From the Shepherd's Heart by Vonnie Pratt is available for you when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order From This Shepherd's Heart on our website, swrc.com. At our upcoming Prophecy Conference in Columbus, Ohio, Larry Stamm will be presenting The Jewish Roots of Christianity, and he will be presenting Christ in the Passover. Today, he's here to share some practical insight into how to effectively share our faith with others, how we can serve in His court. Shalom, friends. Larry Stamm here. So glad you're taking some time to be with us as we continue in this teaching series, Serving in His Court, Biblical Principles for Personal Evangelism from the Heart of a Coach. In our last series of lessons, we spoke about the gospel message itself and what it means to be an ambassador for Christ in delivering that message. In this lesson, and in the coming few lessons going forward, we are now going to be talking about the opposition to the believer in sharing the message. We're going to talk about the fact that we are in a spiritual war. We're going to talk about the opposition to our witness, and the opposition that strikes to oppose those we are also trying to reach for Jesus Christ. Friends, as Christians, we must understand that we are not living on a playground. We're actually living on a battleground, and we have enemies to our soul. We have an opposition to our witness. We have opposition from within, and we have opposition from without. Friends, declaring war from within is our flesh. If you remember, the Apostle Paul talked about in Galatians chapter 5 the fact that we need to walk in the Spirit and not in the power of the flesh. We also need to understand that our flesh wars against us, that in my flesh I'm not going to want to do the work of evangelism. My flesh wants to do what the flesh wants to do, and it doesn't want to do things of the Spirit, which includes sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we need to walk in the Spirit and not in the power of the flesh. We also have opposition from without. 
namely Satan and his minions, along with the evil world system that opposes Christians and that opposes God and everything that he stands for. So the reason, friends, if you find evangelism hard, and I don't find evangelism necessarily challenging as far as the steps go, the things that are involved, but I find evangelism very challenging on a spiritual level because we have an opposition that is fiercely opposed to us doing the work of sharing the gospel, namely Satan, his minions, and the evil world system that opposes God and everything he stands for. So we talked a little bit about the flesh and its weakness. That's the opposition within. The opposition without, namely, Satan and his minions and the world system. But I want you to know as we start our time talking about the opposition, that there is much in the Word of God to encourage us, to inspire us, to instruct us, to edify us in the reality that we have victory over the opposition. If you remember in 2 Timothy chapter 1, the Apostle Paul wrote these words regarding the spiritual war. He wrote, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Friends, talking about our spiritual opposition should not evoke fear, because the Word of God clearly says in 1 John 4, 4, that greater is he that dwells within us than he that dwells within the world. So as we introduce spiritual opposition in the evangelistic endeavor, we've talked about the fact that we're living not on a playground, but on a battleground. We're living in the midst of a spiritual war, and the forces that oppose us are old men or the sinful man within us, the flesh, as Paul calls it. And we also have the opposition of Satan and his minions, the demonic realm, as well as the world system that opposes God and everything he stands for. But friends, next time we're going to talk more about the spiritual war and the fact that we have, as followers of Jesus Christ, we have the victory. And until next time, friends, the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Shalom. We often quote Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. But what does this mean in our 21st century life? Didn't shepherds live only in Bible times? David, a shepherd boy, wrote Psalm 23. So how does this apply to me? What is a shepherd? A farmer who has a flock of sheep, right? Well, not exactly. According to a Middle Eastern shepherd, one must have a heart for it. Shepherds love and care for their sheep day and night. Shepherds guard and protect in sunshine and thunderstorms. Shepherds never desert their sheep, ever. Journey into the pasture as you read the book From This Shepherd's Heart. You'll gain a new understanding of what it means to be a shepherd, what it means to be a sheep, and what it means to belong to the gentle shepherd, Jesus. From This Shepherd's Heart by Bonnie Pratt is available when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order From This Shepherd's Heart at our website, swrc.com. Lord willing, we'll be back here Monday, ready to once again bring clarity to the chaos. Head into the weekend with the encouragement that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners just like you. Please visit our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com.